Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to exalt your name. This is another moment that want to seek you through your word. We ask for insight. We ask for understanding. And we demand God that like you spoke to the children of Israel. You're going to take away the heart of stone and give them the heart of flesh so that they can receive the word. So that the word can be settled in their heart. Let you not be external even that which we receive. Let you not dog by the hearing of the ear. No. Let it be that which comes to the place of understanding. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm going to try today to round up with our subject on life in the cluster. So it's going to be part number seven. Isaiah 65, verse number eight. Life in the cluster. Part seven. Isaiah 65. Verse number 8. Hallelujah. And your Bible says, This is what the Lord says. Or you can take it from the NIV. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in the cluster, in a cluster of grapes, and men say, Don't destroy it. There is yet some good in it. So will I do in the behalf of my servants, and I will not destroy them all. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to make you understand that the cluster speaks of the gathering of God's people. The cluster is the church. The cluster is a place where God's people come together. And I'm trying to make you understand that there's so much blessing that you get for just being part of the body of God. Even much more than you can benefit on your own. There is so much you get from being a part of the body of Christ. Praise the living God. There is life in the cluster. In fact, we know that the Bible tells us that two are better than one. So you cannot achieve more than when you are in the midst of a people. There is life in the cluster. I want you to understand that. Okay, let's just run. I have a couple of scriptures to read. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. I just want to show you something here, and then maybe we can read it from the... Let's take it from the message translation as well. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. Message translation. So here is what I want you to do. When you gather for worship, that's the key point. There is the place of gathering for worship. You know, you hear people talk today and say, Oh no, we are the church. I've said that before. The church is the people. The church is not the temple. The church is not. Oh yes, I have no problem with that. The church is not a building. But the, the church is the gathering of God's people. So when you want us to gather, or if you believe we can gather, the question is, when do we gather? Are you still there with me? Hallelujah. 
This is a convenient place to gather so that the sun will not beat us, so that the rain will not beat us. I agree we are the church, but corporately, you are the church. Are you still there with me? Praise the living God. So, when you gather for worship, each one of you should be prepared with something that will be useful for all. I want you to pick that. When you gather for worship, that is to say, in the first place, there is something you have, like he was saying, that the body needs. You have what I don't have. Somebody else has what you don't have. So when we gather together for worship, what did he say? Each one of you should be prepared with something that will be useful for all. Hallelujah. So, by the reason of the grace you have, there is something useful in your life that God intends you to make use of when we come together. Amen? Then he said, sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight. These are things you can do. When you come together, just like he was trying to say, don't tell me you don't have what to offer. You are not a spectator. That is why those of you who have, who have been graced with some voices to sing and you can't even find yourself to join the worship team, you don't even know the kind of disservices you are doing to your own self. Look at it again. When you gather together for worship, each one of you should be what? Prepared with something that will be useful for all. Sing a hymn, if you know how to sing one. Teach a lesson, like the Sunday school that he was doing. Tell a story, maybe a parable or something that can stay alive. Lead a prayer, you can do that. Provide an insight, make some things real to people. So you are not just in the church for nothing. There is something you ought to have with which you are supposed to bless other people. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Psalm 84, verse number 7. King James. Psalm 84, verse number 7. Hallelujah. The word says... They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion. What is the Zion? The church. In the church, we go from strength to strength. An individual, I just want to say that, but I'll give you the full meaning of what he's talking about. We go from strength to strength. Everyone of them in Zion. So, God is not intending you to reduce. God intends you to increase. God intends you to multiply in strength. In every area. He intends you to increase. There is something in the church that causes an increase. There is something within the church 
that brings multiplication to your life and the grace that God has given to you. They go from strength to strength. Everyone that is in Zion. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, are you following what I'm saying here? There is a force within the body of Christ that causes you to excel. Where is the strength coming from? Everyone of them were in Zion. They go from strength to strength. And if you check this actually from the Hebrew, it really means a force. That it means whether of men or means or resources or weight. Hallelujah. Of virtue, of valor, or strength, or a band of soldiers, forces, goods, properties, mighty riches, oh no, substance, glory to God. They go from strength to strength. So, God is not intending you to decrease. No, no, no. God is not intending you to stagnate. When it comes to resources, when it comes to strength physically, when it comes to health, all those in Zion, they go from strength to strength. Are you listening to me? I'm taking my time. I want you to capture what I'm talking about. This is what God has determined that must happen. It's a continuous movement. There's have to be a progression of that which God has called you to be, of that which God has given to you, of that which God has deposited in your life. They go from strength to strength. Everyone is Zion. Hallelujah. Let me share a corresponding scripture. We'll come back to this. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Look at verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from what? Glory to glory, even by the spirit of the Lord. So even in your spiritual walk, you are meant to increase from one level of glory or degree of glory to another degree of glory. That is the way God intended it to be. The more you behold him, now where are you going to behold him? Well, you could behold him in your home, whatever the case may be. But when we come together, as you behold the glory of the Lord, the more you see Christ, the more you understand who Christ is, the more increase of his glory that comes to you. We shall change from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. And Psalm 84 verse 7 is not saying, those who are in Zion, they'll go from strength to strength. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? 
So God's ultimate mind for you anytime is that you continue to increase. So your business, you are meant to increase. All that needs to be increased is supposed to be increasing. And it must increase but there's, because there's a force within the church that you belong to, which is the body of Christ. You see, you find the same thing in the book of Exodus. We may not go there. But the Bible tells, go back now to Psalm 84 verse 7. You see, in the book of Exodus, the Bible says, the more they persecuted the children of Israel, the more they multiply. You can't stop the life of God. No matter the oppression, you can't stop it. The more they persecuted the children of Israel in Egypt, the more they multiply. It was a miracle to the people. They tried to kill them, to try to reduce them more. No. The more they try to reduce them, the more they multiply. Because there is something within the church. There is something within the body of Christ. That even you as a believer, you don't understand. There is a force within the church. That can stop you. I mean, no man can stop that force from operating on your behalf. The more they persecute them, the more they increase and multiply in Egypt until they fill the whole land. Why do you think he was doing that? Because God was allowing his people to increase until he brings them out as one person in the wilderness to serve him. Therefore, God will not allow you to reduce because he needs your increase for his own glory. Is everybody understand what I'm talking about? Even your personal increase, your finances, God intends it to increase because to his own praise and glory. Praise the Lord. So they go from strength to strength. Everyone is iron. They proceed from one degree of grace to another degree. Gaining divine favor through all the steps that they were taking as a joining on. The more you walk in God, in life, the more increase that comes towards you. You receive increase, you receive multiplication. That is why you say you can't beg anybody to serve God. You can only do yourself a level of injustice not to understand the God you're serving. Not to know the God you're serving. Not to know why you're serving the God that you're serving. It's a personal injustice. Hallelujah. They move from step to step. When they came out of Egypt, another thing you see here again is they proceeded from strength to strength like we're talking about that the God of Zion shall always be with them we appear before them, appear among them, even as they seek him. But there's something very peculiar that you need to find out here. When they came out of Egypt, like I said before, you find that there was a continuous multiplication. Other people were joining themselves to them. So they were going from strength to strength. Is that okay? There were people that were joining themselves to the children of Israel. How many of you understand Isaiah said the same thing? A time is coming when the men of the world will say, let us go to Mount Zion. And they will join their sector and Hebrew man. And they say, we serve your God. There's going to be an increase from strength to strength. And that's the way it's going to be with the church. There have to be an increase. Men will have to join themselves to you. Because they will see something in your life that they have never seen before. They begin to see the changes. And they want to be part of you from strength to strength. Hallelujah. So, they were growing. As they were moving from Egypt, they were growing. They were increasing. They were multiplying. Resources was coming. How many of you on? Manna was coming. 
They were going from what? Strength to strength. Everyone that is in Zion. So corporately, there's an increase. Individually, there's an increase. Because the power for that increase is within the church. So there's life in the cluster. Are you following this? Praise the living God. So we find a crowd were gathering on these people. A lot of people were coming to them. They were going from strength to strength. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Okay. I would like you to see how important your gathering together is. And what happens when you gather together. Psalm, Psalm 84 verse number 5. Let's go there. Praise the Lord. Very good. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you. All right. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? All right. So, here we go. Look at it. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. In who? In God. In whose heart are the ways of them. Blessed is the man. I want you to know that because it's very important. What I intend to show you here. Blessed is the man whose strength is in who? Is in the Lord. In whose heart are the ways of them. The word strength actually comes from the word a force or security. It speaks of majesty. It means praise. It means boldness. It means loud. It means might. Power. Strong. Blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord. Now you listen to the first thing we read in the first psalm that we dealt with, Psalm 84. What did he tell you? And he said, they go from strength to strength. Who are we here? In Zion. And this one is telling us, blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord. By implication, you're going from strength to strength is provided by who? By the Lord. Your growth, your development, your increase, your multiplication is coming from God because you are in the household of faith. And he said, whose heart are the ways of them? This speaks actually the highways, if you will, are in the heart. That is, the road winded up, if you will, leading to the temple. Here is the highway or the high road leading to the cities of refuge in Israel. This is talking about the ways of escape, the ways by which you can escape issues. You're finding your way. Listen to me. Whose way are in his heart? You're thinking about God. You meditate about God. You're thinking about the ways of God. What is the next thing? It's taking you away from the city of destruction to the city of refuge. You are escaping from life because you have the mind of God. You have the thought of God in your heart. You have the thought of fellowship in your heart. You are escaping danger unknown to you. Are you following me? As long as you keep God in your mind, as long as the thought of God is in your mind, as long as the meditation of the things of God are in your mind, you are escaping a lot of danger unknown to you. Because the way to the cities of refuge in Israel, that even if you commit a crime and you get to that city, you are free and you are safe. The way that leads to the city 
are in the heart of those who seek God. So you can escape danger in the world by knowing the ways of God. As you come to the Lord and the strength to walk the way is given to you. I am trying to make you understand this. Even if you are in business, your business will not collapse as long as you know the ways of God. Because they will go from strength to strength. They are in Zion. Praise the living God. They have a lot of fraud in Israel in those days. Remember the story of the good Samaritan. The man was leaving Jerusalem to Jericho, Jericho to Jerusalem. How many of you remember this story? Very good. And they were just like we have robbers this day, we're having arm robbers in those days. Those who were left the man on the road were actually arm robbers. So it's nothing new what you see now. But in the midst of that, here was Jesus to take care of this man, to pay for it. What are we trying to say? Even in some situation, the way the whole road is winding down to Jerusalem, going down, down to the city of refuge, the Lord is saying, you can have him at your heart. And he begins to show you that way to escape from the hands of these maruders. To escape from the hand, if you will, of Fulani Hesmen. He knows the way. You will have finished passing before they start operating. He knows the way. As long as your heart is on the Lord, He pays way for you. The way of escape is readily available because you have Him in your heart. They will go from strength to strength. Whose heart is upon the Lord? And we are in Zion, for He knows the way. Hallelujah. Are you there? Go to verse 6 of the same chapter, I'm sure. Verse number 6. Who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well? The rain also fill the pools. They are walking. They are passing through a valley. Well, the valley of Baca. Hallelujah. I'll first show you something. The rains also fill the pools. What rain do you think he's talking about? This is one of the ways by which you begin to understand how to walk in life. Listen, when you read in the Bible, let me give you a scripture there. Psalm, I mean, go with me to Joel chapter 2 verse 23. Let me read a scripture here for you to understand something. About the issue of rain. When you read of rain in the Bible, you read of latter rain in the Bible, there is something you need to understand. Look at it. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For I had given you the former rain moderately, and it will cause rain, and will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Now the, for, the former rain moderately, which you talked about here, actually talking about teachers of righteousness. I will give you teachers of righteousness. I've shown you men who can instruct you moderately, but I'm going to cause men to come who will teach you the way of God. So we are talking of men that proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Not talking about rain in terms of rain, because see, rain speaks of the word of God. Hmm? If you don't understand that, I take you now to the book of Let's look at Deuteronomy 32. Let me show you something there. Before we come back. Deuteronomy 32. Verse number 1. 
32 Deuteronomy verse number 1 praise the Lord give ear O heavens and I will speak and hear or ask the words of my mouth go to verse 2 my teachings shall drop as what the rain my speech shall distill as the dew and the small rain upon the tender herb and at the showers upon the grass so when he talks about rain he's talking about teachings did you follow that so when you read in the book of Ezekiel, I mean, Joel chapter 2 verse 23, I'll give you the rain moderately and I'll give you the latter rain. He's talking to my men that will instruct you in the way of righteousness. This is what it means by those in Zion who knows the way. They have understanding of how to navigate life because of the instruction they receive in the house of God. Are you following this? So go back now to Psalm 84 verse number 6. I just want you to get the meaning of the word rain. When he said the valley of Baca, the pool shall be full of rain. What do you think he's talking about? Who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. Amen. The rain also fill the pools. Praise the living God. What you are talking about here, the church comes together corporately as a people. Marching through the wilderness of this world. God opens for them fountains and the wilderness like it was in the time of Egypt and spring in dry places. In other words, understand the freshness, what we call the freshness of the dew of heaven begin to come upon your life that you can walk through wall. I mean, walk through this wall, this universe with that state of peace and joy and all that God has made available. Why? Because when you come to church, you receive instruction from the teachers of the world. Are you following me? You receive instructions from the world that can cause you to navigate life, walk through life. You have understanding. You have the perception about how to go on with life. I mentioned this to you the other day. Joseph, I was speaking to someone in the office on Tuesday. The Bible tells us that Joseph was an instructor to the senators in Egypt. How many of you understand that? He was an instructor to senators. That means he was teaching senators how to run governance. Why? Because he was a child of God. <laughs> I used to follow what I'm talking about. So it was like a rain in Egypt. Just like Moses' instructions were like rain upon the people. When rain falls on the grass, it comes up in a greener level. Prosperity and life come from the instructions that you receive. And where do you think you are going to get that instruction from? From the household of faith. That's why those in Zion, they go from strength to strength. Because every day when you come in, you receive instruction. And if you apply those instructions, you go in the realm of increase and multiplication. Is anybody understanding what I'm talking about? They go from strength to strength. Everyone that is in Zion. Praise the living God. The drink of the west, spring of salvation. They are not destitute of pastors when you come to Zion. God takes care to give his followers, teachers, after his own hearts. That shall fill them with knowledge. Remember what he said in the book of Jeremiah? I shall give you pastors after my own heart. That shall fill you with what? Knowledge. 
what God intends you to increase with in life is his knowledge. Ability to know who you are, to know who God is, to work what God wants. He takes you on from one level to another level. They shall go from strength to strength. Everyone that is inside. I will ask this question. How did man fall? Adam and Eve. He said man fell. Adam and Eve fell. Fell from what level? They left one level of glory to another level of life. From the place of Eden, from the place of prosperity, from the place of pleasantness, they moved out of the garden to till the ground, to sweat, to labor before they can eat. What caused that? Knowledge. They ate of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what brought them out of the place of pleasantness. So if you want to go back to the place of knowledge, I mean, the place of receiving, the same authority, the same power, the same beauty, the same pleasantness that Adam and Eve had in the garden, how do you go back? It's going to be true knowledge. Can you put on the board for me? Colossians 3 verse number 10. And I will come back here. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 verse 10. And I put on the new man, which is renewed in what? Knowledge. After the image of him that created him. The only way by which you become what God intended it to be from the very beginning is through knowledge. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Now, you see, I want you to get this. Take it from the Amplified Translation. Amplify. Colossians 3.10. Amplify. And I've clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge. Afterward, the image, the likeness of him who created it. What is that supposed to be? Let us make man in our image after our word, our likeness. How do you come to the place of image and likeness of God? Remember the next thing that followed, where you come to the place of image and likeness, the next thing, let them have dominion. So dominion come when you become one as the image and likeness of God. How do you come to that place of image and likeness of God? Through knowledge. So when you come to the place of Baca, Walking through this wilderness of this world. And God begins to make rain to fall as pool. I mean in the pools on the road. What is that supposed to mean? He gives you teachers that will instruct you on the ways of God. He feeds you. I mean gives you pastors that will fill you with true knowledge of who God is. And in so doing, you come to the place of prosperity and life. Are you following me? If you attend a church that is destitute of the word of God. I'm sorry for you. Hallelujah. Because you can only become one as God. In the image and likeness of God. Through knowledge. Do you know we, we, we abuse one scripture. I'll show you. People quote that on you every day. Hosea 4.6. Have you read that before? Read it. Let me show you something. Book of Hosea chapter 4 verse number 6. And this is what it says. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. So what happened? They will tell you, well, this is what is happening. The church lacks knowledge. And what knowledge do I want to teach you now? They want to teach you how witches operate. They want to teach you how they fly in the night. They want to teach you how demons walk. 
That is not what God is talking about. Even when the scripture says we are not ignorant of the device of Satan, it's not talking about how Satan operates. What he was saying is there was a brother that committed a crime in the church. They excommunicated the brother. The brother was remorseful. And Paul is saying, hey guys, listen. If we don't restore that individual, he will finally lose faith. It's not how witches operate. He wasn't talking about that. Let me show you something here. My people are deserve a lack of knowledge. Because you, who is the you there? The priestly nation have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you that it shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget what your children. So what he's talking about is, in the true sense, is the priest who is supposed to teach the knowledge to the people who have forsaken the word of God. He's not talking about the church. He's talking about the pastors. And so the pastor would have a knowledge on the understanding of the word of God. Their people suffer. That's what he's telling us here. So don't go beat it on the head of the people that you're suffering because you like knowledge. No. The problem is not with the people. The problem is with the pastor. Is anybody catching what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. What am I saying? Going back to the valley of Baca. Bible says rain will fall on the pools. God will bring teachers, instructors your way that will show you the word of God, give you the principles of life, but with God can increase you. For soldiers come to Zion, they should move from glory to glory, from strength to strength. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians 6 verse number 10. King James here. 2 Corinthians 6 verse number 10. I want to show you something. Because sometimes, you see, when you look at the pastors... You don't know how much value God has deposited in them for your sake. Just for your sake. They may not have all the words. They may not have, I mean, definitely so many of you have much more money than the pastor does. But I'm trying to make you understand something. There is something God has deposited in the pastors for your sake so that you can truly make words. Look at Paul here. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As Paul, yet making many world rich. As having nothing, and yet what? Possessing all things. We have nothing as pastors. But there is something we have. That if you can take the instruction we give to you, you can increase. We have nothing, but we can make you rich. We are poor. We can make you rich. That's why I say, I'm going to cause rain to fall in the pools as I walk through the Baca, the valley of Baca. As you go through this wall, I'm going to send pastors. I'm going to send you teachers that will instruct you on the way to go that you become rich. Are you following this? How do you get those instructions? From the church. There's life in the cluster. Is anybody understanding what I'm talking about? We may not have all the money, but they have what it makes, what it takes to make you rich. We may not have all the words, but we have what it takes to make you wealthy. We rejoice in the fact that what we have can make you wealthy. Hallelujah. As sorrowing yet, always rejoicing. That's a mystery. It's a contradiction of life. 
How can you be so sorrowful and yet rejoicing? Because if you understand what the pastor go through, you, you, I mean, you won't be able to say it. Hallelujah. Now, Sherry Mordai, a few days ago, the experience I had was terrible. She never even knew. She became afraid finally when you got to know. In the evening like this, heavy depression came on me. I lost reality. The sense of reality was gone. I shared this with gospel. Everything, I just hated life. The depression was so heavy. I pushed my back, pushed computer away. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody else. I don't know where it came from. Man, it was horrible. My wife was, the first time she was not aware, but when she got to know, she was so scared. You don't know what pastors go through. You see, the Bible says, are sorrowful yet, what? Always rejoicing. You see us happy, but you don't know what we're passing through. You see us happy, you don't know what we're carrying. We are not just deciding to be happy. He makes us happy. How he does that, we don't even know. This thing happened on a Tuesday. I was here teaching on Wednesday. Nobody was aware of what I went through. He will give you teachers that will show you the way. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet what? Making many rich. Are you listening to me? The pain of a pastor is for you not to take his instruction. The pain of a pastor is for you not to be available to receive the thing that he was supposed to put into your life. To cause you to increase. That is the pain of a pastor. You don't know how much joy we have if you're prospering. You don't know how much joy I have if your business is increasing. Hallelujah. There's a guy that pays tight to me. For almost a year now. I became burdened. Why? Because the tithe is not increasing. I say, Pastor, you're looking for people's tithes? Get what I'm trying to say. Because the Bible makes me understand your tithe based on what you have. So if this man's tithe is not increasing, that means the business is not increasing. He became a burden to me. Are you following what I'm talking about? If you have moved with an additional 15 naira, I would say, fine, the business is increasing. If you have moved with additional 100 naira, oh, praise God, the business is increasing. But when the tide is on one spot, that means the man's business is not increasing. So why are you a pastor to such a person? Do you understand what I'm saying now? I'm not looking for your tides. God has a way of taking care of people. But I'm saying, if you are tighter and your tight is the same for one year and two years, you are telling me your business is not increasing and your prayer is not working. Did you get what I'm saying now? You, you got it, sir? Thank you. <laughs> that is the burden. How can I be ministering to you and your business is not increasing? And yet the Bible says, even though I am poor, I have what it takes to make many rich. So why is your business not increasing? It becomes a burden. Did you see what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. There is life in Zion. There is strength in Zion. 
There is glory in Zion. And so there is life in the cluster. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Go with me to Psalm 1 to 8. Let's begin to see what we do here. Psalm 1 to 8, verse number 5. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> out of where? Out of Zion. <laughs> and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. I mean, that's what it means to be in Zion. That's what it means to come to Zion. That's what it means to have life in the cluster. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. That's from the midst of Zion. In other words, as you congregate, there is a blessing he releases. He will bless you out of Zion. That is, from Zion, he blesses you. That for being in Zion, you qualify for his blessing. Is anybody catching this? The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. And he was speaking to them and he said, Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. There is something about the house of faith. There is something about the house of God. There is something about the church that produces not just the blessing, but the good things about life and all the days of their life. There is something about the church that makes you to understand that God have determined to make life sweet to you. There is something that God have ordained to indicate that he will always and constantly cause his love and life to flow within the church. Praise the living God. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. In all thy approaches to him in his prayers, by your sacrifice, by your offerings, and everything you are given, the Lord shall bless thee. Amen. And thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem. Thou shalt see the cause of God flourish in thy lifetime and the church in such a great prosperity. God is going to bless his house and God is blessing his people. Hallelujah. And so there is life where in Zion. And those who are in Zion, they do what? They grow from strength to strength. Right where in Zion. And you are going to see God's blessings as your mind is focused. As you receiving instructions. As you going in the way that God has ordained for his people. There is life in Zion. No man can take it from you. If God blesses a man, no man can cause that individual. If God lifts you up, no man can bring you down. If God has said he has exalted you, no man can demote you. Man, God spoke to Abraham say, I am going to bless you. And whoever causes you, I will curse him. Whoever blesses you, I will bless him. So one of the blessings that you receive is that because you are blessed, no man can curse you. And if any man chooses to curse you, that man is already cursing himself. Are you following me? There is life in the cluster. And everyone that is in Zion, they shall move from glory to glory. There's an increase for every one of you. There's a multiplication for every one of you. There is something in the church that causes that increase. Unknown to you. Sometimes you'll be wondering, how am I doing this? So they'll be wondering, how are things coming this way? So they'll be wondering, have I come so prosperous? You can't tell. But I'm trying to make you understand, there is life in the cluster. That single of force 
that power within the church is what is causing you to increase. It's a sweatless season for you. It's a sweatless season for you. It's a sweatless moment for you. You must not always struggle to have things done. You mustn't always struggle to have things come to you. It has to be in a sweatless situation. Sweat itself is a cause. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? If only you can come to that place where the rain will begin to fall upon the pool. What did I say is the rain? The instructions, the teachings. If only you can come to that place and begin to receive those instructions and walk with those instructions. I promise you, by the word of God, your life will never remain the way it is. Praise the living God. Stand up and let's pray for a moment. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.